If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Just over two months ago that they lost 6-1 to Tottenham. I think it was the start of October. Yeah, start of October. Start of October they lost 6-1 to Tottenham and then since then they've just, it's been crazy their results. Hello and welcome to Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, Bradley Morris, for the final time in 2020. How are you today, Brad? This year just be done with already and we never have to speak about it ever again in our lives. Uh, well, fortunately for us, we've only got about 12, 13 hours left of 2020. So uh, let's make it the... I mean, if there's any saving grace this year, it's the creation of this podcast. Well, yeah, I think that's probably been our highlight of the year. I mean, speak, I can't speak for yourself. I can't think of anything much else that's happened good this year. It's been a god awful year. Um, I mean, I'll get to my high point later in the show. <laughs> let's not dwell on anything bad. Let's talk about football because football always brings smiles to the faces of the supporters and we've had a lot of games uh, since we last recorded we've obviously had the boxing day schedule um match day 16 and we've had games all week until today uh, day of recording which is thursday um just to say we were we hyped it up so much this festive period boxing day sort of delivered yeah boxing day you delivered look, you look at the results from oh, yesterday and the day's poor only one game had more than two goals in it. Yeah. The amount of one ones and one nils, it's just laughable. It was from Sunday evening. That's when the games just went downhill. But this is the standard shocking. Yes. So, um, like we said, we've had a lot of games. And the first game that kicked us off was Leicester versus Manchester United at the King Power Stadium. Uh, both teams second and third in the league table. Uh, United took the early lead through... Marcus Rashford after a great assist from uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, less than 10 minutes later, Harvey Barnes scored. Um, in the second half, 10 minutes from time, Bruno Fernandes gave United the lead and what uh, they thought would be the winner until uh, an own goal from Axel Twanzebe uh, gave Leicester a point. It went down as a Twanzebe own goal in the end. Yeah. Ugh. Poor bloke. But, um, Share the love, Axel. <laughs> Um, not but not bad result for Leicester. Uh, United obviously will be a little bit annoyed with that. Um, yeah. Obviously, a bit more to... annoyed at that considering the other results and the chances. You yeah, have to go to home. There were more clear cut for United. You would say to try and score, and obviously, you would think once that uh, Fernandez goal had gone in, you'd expect uh, a normal United. Well, I don't know what a normal United side is, but there to be a bit more 
resolute in defence and not concede a goal in the way that they did in the end. Um, point, obviously, uh, left them both in uh, the respective positions before heading to the week's games. Uh, so Leicester then played on Monday. Uh, on last count of the, of the days this week. Yeah, they played on Monday against Crystal Palace again. Uh, this time it was a draw, uh, 1-1 this time round. Uh, Wilfred Zahar scored just before the hour mark for them, uh, Palace. And then seven minutes from time, Harvey Barnes again getting on the score sheet for Leicester, bringing them level. So um, that's big drop points for Brendan Rodgers' side. Uh, Man United, on the mean hand, they played on Tuesday evening and they managed to scrape by uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers with a 93rd minute winner thanks to Marcus Rashford. Um, we were talking to Fergie's arm, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it, I mean, was it, was also, what I was reading, sort of like I did miss this game for some... But yeah. Five, they found five minutes out of, out of time out of nowhere. Yeah, it was, it's one of them ones where added time in football, I, I never know where it comes from. Was Fergie in the stands then, just going, just trapping his wrist? I mean, he was actually in the stands for that game. But he's had a word of the fourth. He's thrown something from the stands and he's gone (laughs) to have the watch. Yes, it was a nice early birthday present for him, uh, as it is his birthday day of recording. Um, But that late winner for Rashford sees them leapfrog Leicester into second, uh, having played a game less than the Foxes. Um... Not bad week for Manchester United to get in uh, four points, but obviously they would have preferred to have had the six, so there would have been a point behind Liverpool heading into this weekend's fixtures. But I don't think they'll complain now. Yeah, not how the rest of the league went. Solid enough week that could have went so much better. Though. Yeah. But yeah, it's disturbing how much they're in the top, <laughs> considering how their season started. Yeah, it it's crazy how. Consider like it was only just over two months ago that they lost six one to Tottenham. I think it was the start of October. It was October, was it? yeah, start of October. Start of October, they lost six one to Tottenham, and then since then, they've just it's been crazy the results. I mean, uh, the only loss I think in the league was against Arsenal. <laughs> that's, wow, <laughs> that's, so, that's not twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, 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 that Arsenal loss now just looks shit, doesn't it? Yeah, Although, it looks more embarrassing for United considering what Arsenal then went on to do. But it doesn't really matter for United because obviously... It could be tough. Yeah. If they didn't lose that game, obviously they'd be tough. But... Oh, well. Uh, let's hope for brighter and better things for Manchester United. Um, as we yes. said, Leicester... <laughs> Leicester dropping points uh, against Manchester United and then Crystal Palace uh, at the start of this week. Um, obviously, we talked about the United game, but Palace, you, you really got to say, that's a game they dominated, but just well, they, couldn't... They made, they made quite a few changes for that. Yeah, I mean... Um, they had uh, Ian Atcho starting up front, then they had... Uh, Chaudhry in midfield, Perez and Priot, uh, I think they all came in for the likes of Vardy and Tielemans and Ndidi. 
And I think that was clearly shown that they just, although they're decent replacements, they're not as good as the first usual 11 for less, and they just couldn't take their chances. Yeah, and I mean, credit for Palace as well. They needed a bounce back very badly. Yeah. And talking of Palace, their match day 15, so the Boxing Day period, they got a beat 3-0 by your Aston Villa. Um, he played the majority, of, or all of the second half, should I say, not the majority, all of the second half with 10 men after Tyra Minx got a second ball for the ball defence. Goals from Bertrand, Troyore, Courtney House and Anwar Al-Ghazi gave uh, Dean Smith's side the three points, which is very good considering... Um, is this where I'll start watching have... Lyrical? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, never been more positive about my team in the majority of my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, and then to get a point on Monday um, away at Stamford Bridge as well. Mm. It's it's weird because I value the points against Palace more than that one. Yeah. Like 10 men. We, we, last season, we couldn't beat teams that went down to 10 men. And now we're winning games with 10 men. It's... He's one of them, you like, in the past, you would see, okay, Villa um, been, uh, players sent off and they would have really struggled and Palace would have uh, usually demolished them. But credit to them to stay strong and resolute and uh, manage to score two more goals in the game. Yeah, that's just, it was a surprising how open Palace did leave it for us, for us to just keep attacking them. And, mm. you know, Ollie, Ollie Watkins just dictated the majority of it. Yeah. Um, point against Chelsea. Can't obviously complain against. And then... I'm taking it at the start. Yeah. Uh, so that result leaves Villa in fifth above Chelsea, having played two games less than them as well. So Quick money. Look it up with that table. <laughs> Things are definitely looking uh, good for Villa for once uh, up there. I- I have to say, like, if we're talking on 2020, like, the shitty year it's been, it's actually been one of the best years overall for Villa. Yeah. Like, I'd love to know I mean, our, re- our record, 2020. I'm not even sure how I'd find that out at this quick, uh, short notice, but... It would, but um, I think we got to a League Cup final. Mm-hmm. Stayed up in the league last day. Just about, then, maybe shouldn't have. That's a podcast we'll, we'll, that, itself. Yeah. That's a... We've like, talked about that in the past, and they, yeah, those who complain about that can't complain now because look at their team. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we're fifth in the league. Yeah, things are, and you've managed to keep Jack Grealish so far. Um, summer business done in the window uh, was decent. It's we had been, the best goal in the league. Yeah, you can't complain about um, twenty twenty at all. Okay, maybe slightly so far, but he's top three at minimum. Oh yeah, he's been an excellent signing for all years. Uh, I'm definitely putting him in there with, in the conversation of one of the best goalkeepers in the league this season. Yeah, he's in the Allison conversation. Oh, I'm this season, he's way ahead of Edison. Yeah, I, I'm not even putting Edison in the conversation. I'd say top three keepers this season have been Allison. Martinez and uh, Mendy at Chelsea since he came yeah, in. Touch on Mendy, but I thought he was very flaky against us. Yeah, I mean, 
And he was against Wolves a little bit. If you remember, I mean, he he started off really well. Of how I think we went like five or six games without conceding. And I think just no Chelsea fan or no fan had expected that, considering how often um, the other fella, Kepa, I completely forgot his name for a second, then, uh, how often he was making mistakes. <laughs> um, so maybe I think that's why that's making me think, oh, he's had such a great season, or maybe it's just he hasn't had, he didn't really have a test so far. Like, um, and obviously, the comparison was easy if you're making if you're keeping clean sheets compared to what the mistakes uh, Kepa was making, it would be easy to say, oh, he's been a top goalkeeper this season. Yeah, just throw one of a name in the, the hat because of his performance yesterday. Do you think Carl Darlow gets close? Uh, he's had a good year. I mean, his performance yesterday against I Liverpool. I think he's the reason Newcastle aren't lower than they are. Yeah, because I mean, they are in 14th um, struggling to score somewhat only scoring 17 so far in their 15 games but um, he definitely pulled off some fantastic saves uh, speaking of that game um, managed to get a point at home against Liverpool drawing you know, Liverpool dominated the game uh, in all assets but uh, Cardolo as we said made some phenomenal saves uh, to keep it level um, and then Liverpool's Boxing Day or Boxing Day weekend fixture they drew with West Brom. So it's been a poor week for Jurgen Klopp's side. Last season they'd have won both those games pretty comfortably and would be sailing away with the title race. Mm. So they I mean, deserve just as much criticism right now because they're not finishing teams. Yeah. Comparing, like we said, the last season and even the season before, they will have absolutely hammered Newcastle and West Brom. Obviously, West Brom weren't in the Premier League last season. Um, but you'd expect them to easily have buried them like 4-5-0. Same with Newcastle. Maybe not the same scoreline, but you would expect them to have buried them. And they just can't seem to score. Like It's weird to say that because they've scored 37, which is um, most in the league this season, but... Is it a case that they're almost just struggling because they've been found out a little bit? Seems like just sit back a little bit and, and sit back a bit countering because they're there, Liverpool by this high line and you can go from a bit. That's what I thought I saw yesterday with Newcastle. Yeah. Maybe that is slowly starting to happen with Jurgen Klopp's side. That teams are starting to find out how you can actually play against it. It's took like two, three years of them dominating the it league was, to, for teams to be like, oh, you, you this know is how was. we play and how we can capitalise on it. You know it was the start of October. That's when people realised, oh, they're there to be got. There is a way you can they, beat them. Is that the 7-2 defeat yeah. of Aston Villa? Yeah. Have a go yeah. at them. Wasn't it like two or three of the goals that were like just done on the counter-attack by Villa, if I remember correctly, and then much. just like balls over which put like Van Dijk and I can't think of the other centre half in that game the only ones I'm thinking of is the, it's the two in the first half it was Watkins had one over the top Drew's yeah. second and the others were just we just ran at their defence mm, and that's where I think their defensive frailties have 
shown in uh, recent yeah. weeks. Put them under pressure as much as I would other teams. Mm. Um, they still remain top though, but as we said, they've played a game more than Manchester United. Um, Do we go on Newcastle? Cause... I mean, they... Good point for them, I guess, yeah, but um, Boxing Day... It's a great was... point, and I think the Newcastle fans are a Steve Bruce apology. <laughs> Don't get fucking too serious, because... You know, this weekend they'll end up fucking shipping six or seven goals. No, of course, of course, I'm joking. I back the Newcastle fans 100% in this. It's just the mass hysteria. Yes. <laughs> I was saying this week, so wasn't he going to say mass hysteria? Yeah. And he said it after the Man City game. I think it was. Mm, uh, it was the mass hysteria is unjust. They expect too much. Typical standards for weeks. Yeah. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League um, over these past few uh, games, Everton, who currently sit in fourth place, uh, on Boxing Day weekend, uh, they just about beat Sheffield United 1-0 thanks to a guilty Sigerson goal. Um, which I don't remember what happened in that game. It seemed that long ago. I mean, just having a quick look at the stats now, Sheffield United actually took the game to them. Well, I was going to say, credit to Sheffield United. This, they looked like they gave it a go a little bit. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, that was it. It was one of them where I'd say this has been the most threatening they've looked this season, Sheffield United. Like, they looked like they actually wanted to win the game. Where other times this so, season they've struggled. So I actually saw the matches that I pulled up. I think it's like eight of the defeats have all been one nils. Yeah. And yeah, obviously on Tuesday they lost one nil to Burnley. So they've not been great, but have we slightly misjudged them and actually they've maybe just been slightly unlucky. I mean, I mean I've seen poor performances from them this season, but Yeah. I think what's making it worse, I mean obviously yeah, they've only got two points so far this season. It and... it is now officially the worst start in the history of the sport, I believe. Yeah. I think it's overtaken um, the previous in, ones. In English in football, early. at least. As well. Yeah, in the top professional four divisions. Yeah, professional. Yeah. Um, I think it's also the fact that they just can't score. Hmm. Like, they, they spent how much was it on Brewster again? Uh, about 20 million, I think. 18, 20 million. It's looking like they've been... Yeah. Mm, and then... Um, Sunderberg is uh, had their pants pulled down a bit, a bit. Oh, massively. And um, Sunderberg isn't the same as he was when he first came into the team. Um, well, the whole squad f- hasn't been the same. Yeah. How amazing they were. They were where Villa were now. Mm, like, you two have just swapped places this year, uh, this season. By Morco. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Sheffield United, um, I think they're down. Um, Everton didn't play in midweek because their game was postponed against Man City. Uh, I think four hours, three, four hours before kickoff, due to a number of uh, positive cases in the Manchester City team. Who, uh, but they've had since that game uh, negative test Man City and uh, have returned to training. Yeah. Cue, cue the conspiracy theories. <laughs> it is uh, weird though, isn't it? Like you can't look at that and go, oh, it's slightly weird. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the same thing happened with Fulham and no one's Fulham going for them. 
yeah. But it'll, it'll, it will be played anyway. I mean, mm. whenever it is. With, yeah, I mean, we're still, me. like, Villa are still waiting for their two games then to be played. So after just the whole thing. And one of them is Mad City. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Everton sitting in fourth in the table. Um, they've played a game less than Leicester, the same amount as Man United. Um, it's one of them where it's been an up and down season because there was obviously the start of the season that Everton started ridiculously well and everyone's like, is this actually going to be the year Everton could challenge for the title? But then they went on a bit of a dip and then everyone was like, oh, okay, this is back to the Everton of old. But now they've, they're still there, thereabouts. It, it, it's that close in the table that you go on a run and you'll be top five. Yeah, it's one of them we only need to win two, three matches. And I think that's what's helped with this last few games, especially for Manchester United. Um, just back onto them for a second. And that's why they are second. It's because you're playing so many games, so short amount of time and other teams slip, can slip up. We've obviously Leicester only getting two points this week. Um, elsewhere in the league, um, Arsenal have started to turn somewhat of a corner. I mean, so I, sorry, I, I, I nearly fainted. But what happened to Arsenal this week? I know. I mean, they've been the butt of our jokes for the past month or have, so. Have I gone back in time? <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, on Boxing Day or that weekend, I don't know whether it was actually Boxing Day evening. Yeah, it was. Um, Admitted it, it was Chelsea. the one time. I think I wanted Arsenal to actually win a game of football. <laughs> uh, so they beat Chelsea on Boxing Day 3 ones. Uh, goals from uh, Lacazette, Granit Xhaka, and Bakaya Saka, or as Martin Tyler called Lacazette. them, Lacazette, Xhaka, and Saka. Lacazette and Xhaka, a score against it. You need help. Yeah, I mean, it's a great uh, free kick from Granit Xhaka. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's all he in 2020 is not something I thought I'd ever say. Um, Tammy Abraham scored for uh, the only goal for Chelsea. Um, Did it with his chest. Again, Timo Werner is really struggling in this Chelsea side. Against Villa, when he came on, I was like, right, we're not losing this now. Yeah. That was, the way, that was when I went, right, go with them because they're not scoring now. Yeah, I, I, I just... Rather than nearly did, but nah, I wasn't worried when he came on. Yeah, I mean, like we always say though, it's his first season in England, and I think everyone was just expecting too much considering how he, well he's, he's done in the Bundesliga. He's not even playing in his position, is he? No, I mean, he's playing all over the place at the minute uh, under Frank Lampard's side. Um, but yeah, I think hopefully. Well, hopefully for Chelsea fans, not for the rest of the league, he will find some form in 2021. And he, he won't be seen as a waste of money. Um, back in Arsenal, though, um, they won uh, against Brighton. Um, Big six points for them. Yep. Um, again, Alex and uh, Lacazette getting up the score sheet. So that's twice in uh, the space of a few days, Lacazette scoring. I mean... I don't think they're going down. No. <laughs> I think they I think they'll just survive. <laughs> yeah, I think what well, it was fun while it lasted about talking them as possibly going yeah, down. I mean, when we were saying it, it was never serious, was it? It was just... No. 
It's, we all knew that Arsenal would, would find some form and it's happened to come at the right time for Mikel Arteta's side. And it wouldn't surprise me if they went on a run and they're suddenly top five by Easter. I don't think top five. I think top ten. <laughs> the way this season's gone, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, yeah. Um, but good uh, So, so by Easter, we'll be saying, oh, Arsenal title challenges. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's not say that. Um yeah, going back to Chelsea, um, no, not Chelsea, sorry, Brighton. Um, they dropped, obviously, they lost to uh, Arsenal and then um, they drew with West Ham uh, on Boxing Day or that Boxing Day weekend. Um, Neil Morpé and Lewis Dunk scoring for them and then Suchek and Ben Johnson scoring for West Ham. They could have won that one. Yeah, I think that one was one they would definitely be wanting to if they could play that again, they would be, and hopefully have taken the three points for considering West Ham's season, I think a point is all okay for both sides. They're just, West Ham are just slipping into the table now. Yeah. They're just going to be there for the rest of the season. Um, Other team that's not doing as well and are just there in the Premier League is uh, Wolves. Um, So they drew with Tottenham that which completed the first set of fixtures on the 27th. Um, they conceded within the first minute thanks to a Tangai and Dombele goal for Tottenham. But um, four minutes from time, Roman Sais, um found an equaliser. I mean, Jose there just looked apart the bus after scoring that, that goal and they tried to um, win that game 1-0. Total challenges, my ass. Yeah, I think we can definitely write Spurs off. I mean, that they've just looked poor recently, haven't they? Yeah, we we, we keep saying it every week. What was it I was there? I've completely forgotten what it is. Oh, for God's sake. Spurs will always do Spurs things until they stop being Spurs. <laughs> and they won't because they are Spurs. And I think I worded that wrong, actually. I can't even, I've forgotten my own saying. Yeah, it, it's it's the same. It's the like Spurs will always bottle it. Until yeah, oh, so is he dead? Don't come, come, come away. <laughs> um, so they they're seventh. Uh, Wolves are down in twelve. Um, obviously we spoke that they just about lost to Manchester United earlier on in this week uh, on Tuesday. It's definitely apparent that uh, they are missing Raúl Jiménez. They're just not scoring goals. Um, I'd argue they've not been as good since Jota left as well. Yeah. And he, them two have definitely left a massive hole in the whole yeah. squad. Pedronetta like, to try and fill the void. More opponents and, you know, Traore's not adding in the goals as well. Mm. It's uh, definitely a problem that they need sorting out soon. But I just... I mean... They've been linked with um, a few players, um, most notably uh, free agent Diego Costa. I don't see him coming back to the Premier League, though, to be honest. But um, see, I, think... I could. I just the Wolves don't deserve issues, has it? No. Uh, elsewhere in the Premier League, uh, Southampton this week. Uh, what were they? I can't remember the Southampton games this week. They drew with West Ham on Tuesday, and then over the Boxing Day. Uh, they drew with Fulham, so uh, Hassan Hootel side uh, sitting in ninth. Slightly mixed uh, because uh, well, although I think I would do Fulham a disservice slightly when we say, "Oh, 
Yeah, they've they've turned the corner a bit, but it's not fully turned yet. And uh, they are they're not as bad as they started the season off when I think everyone was like, "Oh, this is one of the worst teams who have ever played in the Premier League." But they've, they've, got to, they've got to turn some of those draws into wins. Yeah, I mean they're only two points off safety with a game in hand over Brighton, obviously after the game yesterday against Tottenham was postponed, but. Um, Starting to look all right um, for them. Ralph Hasenhutl side again. They're not out of it because they're on the same amount of points as Villa. I'd, I'd argue no one below or anyone above anyone top half actually. Like can go on a run and get top four. Yeah, I think this is. Um, by Christmas, say the new year. This is, I think, one of the most open top four races we've had in years it's, you could argue it's one of the most open seasons yeah uh, there's no I mean apart from Sheffield United I don't think there's any place cemented this yeah. season because I mean I'd, I just for me unless they spend in January Sheffield United I don't see them getting out of that relegation zone but the rest of the league is anyone's guess trying to predict where any side will finish um Leeds over this past week, uh, they beat Burnley 1-0. Uh, Patrick Bamford scored a penalty after five minutes for Marcelo Bielsa's side. Um, they were just took their chance with the penalty. Um, I'd say Burnley will be a little, well, will be disappointed that they didn't get something from that game. They played quite well. Well, they were robbed. Um, I can't even remember what the penalty incident it's, was. It's actually... I can't, no, it wasn't Ashley Barnes. Ben Mee. It was a free kick game over. Ben Mee got destroyed by the goalkeeper and it was given as a Leeds Offside, free kick. Offside, or yeah. For a free it was kick, given yes. a Leeds free kick when the keeper was destroyed. Clattered into him, yeah. <laughs> like, so man, was... I can't be. I can't take it because the referee blew. But it yeah. was like the one similar with us last season with Kevin Friend. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, and then uh, on Tuesday, uh, Leeds put five past uh, Sam Allardyce's West Brom. Um, Ryan Sawyer scored uh, the, and, uh, the first he goal. He scored all right. <laughs> An own goal. And then goals from Erzian Alioski, Jack Harrison, Rodrigo Moreno and Rafinha sealed the points for Bielsa's side. Um, good result for them. Most Leeds I mean, thing ever, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they've now got exactly... They've conceded 30 and scored 30 this season. Oh, Just... Some will accept it, but some won't. And oh, but, but, uh... oh just not me, it turns out. Yeah, I'd say the main thing is just trying to find that bit of consistency now for Leeds is they've got to stop conceding as many because... They're capable of scoring goals, but it's just, you know, they're always going to concede as well. Which is uh, a damning thing for them if they want to be consistent. Yeah. They're not, I don't think they're going down. That's no. They're not going down. But it's, uh, if they want if they want to aim higher, they've got to be more defensively stable. Yeah. They've got to find the balance now. Because oh, they don't have the balance as much against the quality teams. Yeah. Um, good 
tweak them. And the only thing I want to talk about is else about them was that uh, tweet that they were saying about after Karen Carney, um, what she said, yeah. um, which I, I understand what her point was then, because in previous seasons, Again, leads not. tend to falter away and have crumbled in the past, which everyone knows is true. You can't deny that. But, and and she's saying like that bit of time off has allowed them to regather themselves and go again. Um, yes, they won the league by ten points, and you can't take nothing against uh, nothing off them. But would they have done that with like if, if if it was a normal season? And that's the point she was getting at. And again, we don't know what would have happened. Whether Leeds would have won it uh, as convincingly as they did in the end. But um, I think the slander and I think the fact that just Leeds went on that or posted that thing, tweet out, I think was just yeah. unnecessary. But I'm all for admins being hilarious. And, you know, if, if, if a pundit says something that does come across as pretty bad, they're going to, you know, defend it. They didn't at Karen Carney herself. Yeah. Which is the the point of it. But they were we haven't experienced it maybe we will one day <laughs> but the, they were just gonna lump on mainly for sexist views i guess yeah yeah and it was then, misjudged wasn't it that's a yeah and then the responses they got just because she's a female pundit like people forget karen carney has had an excellent career as a player so she knows what she's talking about when it comes to football it's not like she, she's just someone that's just randomly come off the streets and doesn't know anything about football and um she's from Amazon's she, yeah she's from Uppsala your way um it's not like she's just been thrown in football the last minute by Amazon sport because she was the first person they saw in, saw in the street I mean she played football for uh 19 years professionally so and represented England over a hundred and four or over 140 times so I'll give her more credit than your average do to speak on what she wants to speak on whether you agree with it is a completely different thing like mm. I don't agree with everything every pundit it says I when I saw when I saw it I thought it's not the best thing to judge them on but mm. if I'm if, if I'm coming from Leeds point of it I would be a bit annoyed by it as well but yeah, that, that, clip I... is, that clip is slightly taken out of the wider context, I think. Yeah, 100%. Um, but for me, um, there are, I don't know why. I, I just... She wasn't wrong in what she said, but then again, I didn't completely agree with it either. Like, yeah. Sometimes pundits do seem to get caught out in like, the, the stereotype perception of certain teams. Mm. when they need to sometimes look for themselves and watch what goes on yeah um, but she's not the first so she isn't going to be the last no um, that's all the league talked about now elsewhere in the world of football um, PSG confirmed that they sacked uh, manager Thomas Tuchel uh, that was despite the team winning 4-0 on Christmas Eve or the 23rd of December um, it took them close to a week to announce the second I don't know why it took them so long um, but former Merry top Christmas, manager Thomas. 
Yes. Uh, former Tottenham manager Mauricio Pochettino is set to take over as a time of recording. He hasn't officially, though I think everyone knows he's going to take over. You've got the article on standby. Yes. <laughs> Everything's on standby. You're just waiting to confirm it, which they'll more than likely do in the new year. Mm. Um, Although, I don't know if I'd agree with sacking Tuchel. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, he's got half a year left. He had half a year left on his contract anyway. So he was, and I don't think they were going to extend it. They're third in the league, a point behind uh, Leon and Lil. They advanced to the last 16 of the Champions League where they'll be facing Barcelona. So, was, it, was they just preparing for the inevitable? I think it was just mainly. Um, his annoyance, Tuchel's annoyance with like um, the transfer stuff, because I know there was a lot of time I did see something where he would play Marquinhos and um, out of position in like a midfield and play. Um, what was that midfielder they signed from Porto in this past summer? Wasn't it Danilo? Yeah, Danilo. They would, he he instead of him playing in midfield, he'd be playing in central defence so I think there's some annoyance over like not him not getting the play he wanted they didn't, they didn't replace Thiago Silva yeah I think that was the, one bad. of the main things but um, I mean if there's anyone we should be feeling for it's killing Mbappe why there's no way Neymar stays at PSG do you not think so I don't know if all the rumours are that Barca are going to go all out on him again just to keep Messi happy. Yeah, but can they afford to? Well, we don't know. Until it happens. And yeah, there's, a chance, that there's a chance killing Mbappe is going from Neymar and De Maria to Lillian Christian Eric. Yeah, it's a massive uh, And that's not a slight on Ali and Eriksson. Mm. Um, be interesting to see how Pochettino does when he uh, takes over. Um how I mean he obviously used to play for PSG in the early 2000s so it'll be very interesting to see how he gets on Diego Costa a free agent is allowed as we spoke about him being linked with Wolves um, he and Atletico Madrid came to an agreement to cancel his contract um, not surprised really with that I think he wasn't getting the game time he has uh, had a few injuries this season and then uh, Jao Felix and Luis Suarez both doing well I think he was always going to find it hard there's no room up front for it let's go with for two she's has his yeah even Diego Simeone can't uh, control that Luis Suarez Luis Suarez came with that squad like he was the bloke who came what you seen Captain Phillips uh, yes yeah, I'm, I'm the captain now. He said he Look just got to me. I'm the captain now. Look at me. I'm the shit house now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, right. On to predictions league now. Um, so. Well, you've done this this week. I'll let you take charge for a change. Yeah. So, um, based on. Yeah, the... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
the games we had over the like the three Boxing Day games and then the three since um, Leeds Man United we were both wrong. We said two one. No, sorry, Leicester Man United. It wasn't Leeds. It was Leicester Man United. We were both wrong. We both said it would be two one. Finished as a draw. Yep. Uh, Leeds Burnley. Um, you predicted a one one draw. It technically was. I mean, it I just was. But it wasn't. The scoreline doesn't say that. I predicted 3-0, so that gets me the three points. Screw it up. Uh, Wolves, Spurs. We both predicted Spurs win, but that didn't happen. Uh, Everton, Man City was postponed due to COVID, so let's just cancel it out. And we're not saving that for our later predictions. Uh, Southampton, West Ham. I predicted a 2-2 draw. You predicted Southampton to win... Uh, Two nil, so I've got points there for it being a draw, and then Newcastle, Leicester, we were uh, Liverpool. Sorry, we were both dreadfully wrong. What so, hand what defeat in now? Because yeah, get the white flag yeah, because currently you're on twenty four points. I am now Sheffield United. I'm on forty four <laughs> points, so I'm running away with this. Um, all right, I'm so, going to need a Villa style great escape. <laughs> any sort of chance. <laughs> Um, the first game I'm going to go with for this week is Tottenham versus Leeds Saturday afternoon. Oh, you... oh. 2-1 Leeds. 2-1 Leeds? Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like Tottenham would score and then sit back, let Leeds do the thing and Leeds will score. I'm going to go with 1-0 Tottenham. See how you find mine ridiculous, but I find that mental. Nah. Um, second game is going to be Brighton versus Wolves. I'll go 1 1. Brighton Wolves 1 1. Um, I'm gonna go 2 0 to uh, Wolves. I just think this is the one where Wolves do show off a bit. Um, game three, I've nearly forgotten how many I've done now. Uh, Newcastle versus Leicester on Sunday. What stadium's he at? Uh, St James's Park. 2 0 Leicester. I'm going to go with 2 1 Leicester. So nearly went your. Uh, game four is. Chelsea versus Man City. When is this? Uh, Sunday evening, half four. Oh, it's the dreaded spot. It's nil-nil. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, because that, that game uh, doesn't end in anything other than the draw. Yeah. Uh, fifth game is the start of the Sunday fixtures. Burnley-Fulham. As it's quite close to the oh, bottom, that's... so I thought... Let's get this one on. That's tight. I go one nil Burnley. I think this has got nil nil written all over it for me. And then final game uh, is the one that wraps up this weekend's fixtures. On Monday evening is Southampton versus Liverpool. The A team versus the B team. <laughs> 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 uh, 
It's weird because I feel like Southampton will turn up. I'm going to go 1 1. I'm going to go with Liverpool to nick it 2 1, but it'll be late on in the game. So that is our six predictions for this week. Um, interesting to see if Brad can claw his way back into the predictions league or will I chance. extend it? Or will I extend it even further and run away with it? Right. Do we preview now or just. Uh, yes, we'll give them a bit of a preview. Even if it's just the one game, that obviously means more to us than anything right now. Yep, and that is, of course, on Friday. Um, start the new year off. What a better way. You can't ask for anything better than Everton versus West Ham United at half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about Manchester United versus Villa. That is the second game on uh, Friday evening at eight o'clock on Sky Sports. I don't know why I had to look that up. It's obviously going to be on Sky. Man United win and they can go level of points with Liverpool, though, if they win 9 0. I don't know, it's unlikely. This season, you never know. Uh, they can go top of the table. Yes, 9-0 and they can go top of the table. I'd pretend to the... I never heard that. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I don't expect it to be that. going to be a good game. Uh, I mean, I'm glad it's not predictions because I just don't like predicting Man United results. That's why I always I don't know about Man you. United. <laughs> I, I, I hate doing it. Um, but for me... It's got the potential to be. You're not worried about I, a defeat. I am, but like I remember what Jack Grealish did the last time at Old Trafford. He had a, a great performance, but there's just something about this Man United team that's I've got a bit of confidence and a little something there, but at the same time, it's. It's Man United, and I don't want to have that confidence. So it's going to be an interesting one to say. What are you? How do you look at it as a Villa fan? It's one of the only times in history that we go to Old Trafford, and I'm thinking, do you know what? We actually have a chance of winning. Like United's run aside, there's still a team that's there to be got at. Yeah. Defensively, you are still as shoddy as anything. I think. I believe. Oh yeah, I mean, I just think if we, ma- we manage um, last week, if you saw the mistake Maguire was making, mm. it, the defensive frailties are still there for him. And now you've got to deal with the most advanced striker in the league right now, in Ollie Watkins. Mm. Uh, but, I don't know. I don't feel as nervous. Well, I will be come tomorrow, but yeah, I'm. I, I take the draw. Okay, so, yeah, I take a draw, but I. Really do think a win is there to take it. Yeah. Um, Considering the form so of, just, the form of, what's the greatest will be key? Yeah. Parkfield come back in, possibly. Although, other players have been exceptional right there, I don't know who you take out. Mm. Like, Bertrand Traor has been a class above the last few yeah. games. And then you have Anwar Algarzi. Oh, sorry, not Anwar. Well, as John McGinn calls it, Anwar Algarzi. That's nearly as bad as the Robert Lewandowski one. Frank John McGinn for that, the sweet prince. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, the thing is that I think a draw, obviously United will be very disappointed with 
a win, they'd be over the moon and everyone's going to be saying, oh, United actually title contenders now and I think you have to take them seriously after this point. Though a defeat for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side, it will be bad. Um, but again, as we said, the top half this season is so close that one defeat is not really the end of it for them. And it's 11 years, I believe, still since we last won at Old Trafford. Jesus. It was the Gabby Bonnell header in 2009. So, technically 12 years by the time kickoff off well, no, it Well, no, because it, 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 it? it was December 2009. Oh, OK, then. It's still so it's literally just on. It's literally just gone 11 years this month. OK. Um, the other game, as we said on Friday, is Everton-West Ham. Um, that kicks off on BT Sport 1. Um I think this has got pretty much draw written all over it. I think this one does. I could say Everton scrape it. You think so? Mm. I wouldn't be surprised for the draw, but I just think Everton maybe snatch it. Mm. Um, then on Saturday, we've got four more fixtures. Tottenham face Leeds. Um, as we spoke about in our predictions, it's one of them where, for me, I think Tottenham... It'd be a very scrappy game. Well, I think Tottenham win it late on. Scrappy game, and that's just on the bench. <laughs> well, yeah. So I want the cameras on Jose and Bielsa when they have shy hands. Imagine, uh, I'm just going to love Jose's Instagram posts after the game. As though you have been uh, class this year. If it's not Jose just sat on a bucket during a training session, then <laughs> this guy... <laughs> Oh, that will be missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, then afterwards, it sees Crystal Palace, Sheffield United. Not the most entertaining games. If Palace don't get something from that one, then there's issues. Palace definitely have to win. Well, both teams have to win for me. Though, if Sheffield United don't, I think Sheffield United lose this. Goodbye. Thanks for coming. See you soon. Best time to play Palace right now. Yeah. I think 100% it's the best time to play them. Um, I'm not too sure what I expect to happen with the outcome of that one. Um, next up, we have Brighton versus Wolves. As we said in the prediction show, you've gone for a draw. I've gone for Wolves win. I think this will be a bit of a turning point, and Wolves start to look somewhat of a top uh, eight threat again, and possibly like challenge for that Europa League spot. And then uh, the final game on Saturday sees West Brom take on Arsenal, uh, 8 o'clock on BT Sport. Suddenly West Brom's chances have slipped massively. <laughs> yeah. Though, knowing Arsenal, they've played well this past week and this is the game they get embarrassed by West Brom. As I, I noticed this with Sam and Dotson. Albion will notice this so easily. It, it can get them motivated. So easily for the big games against your top six, starts, you know, your massive clubs, your Liverpools. Yeah. You can also put Bruce in the same conversation. Mm. But they play these teams lower down the table and they just fall apart. Uh, like, you, can't, you can't get them hyped up for it. I feel like a lot of managers, though, can do that. Like, I think it's just like it's an actual thing of you play. You play the thing. The difference between a decent manager and a great manager is how you can get your teams motivated for the lesser games. Because 
like you said, again, it's a top six team. Everyone wants to put on a show. When you, when you um, look to the old-style British manager, the big talk he brought with him is always how they motivate teams. Yeah. Rather than the tactics. Oh, 100%. It's only the last 10, 15 years where tactics have became more a talking point in it than uh, how uh, you get your team motivated as a manager. Um, I think this has got a draw on it, you know. See, now I still think Arsenal would... I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal battered them. Hmm. Um, then we've obviously got all the, the Sunday games, three um, the, which are in our predictions. Burnley, Fulham. This is either got a class, a good game, and be a very end-to-end game. But for me, I don't see that happening. I think this is just one of them. It's the start of Sunday. Everyone's still hungover from Tuesday and leave, and that's why it's on uh, early on Sunday because no one's going to remember it and I don't see it being a classic I think it's going to be an absolute ball fest oh, so, is it this Fulham? Burnley Fulham is this even going to go ahead? yes as as of Tom recording there's no uh, worries that the game's going to have to be cancelled or rescheduled oh, oh, we expect Man City Chelsea to go on yeah but nothing to come out about Fulham uh, no as of this minute to record and nothing has came out about the game being uh, postponed or we don't know the severity of their situation no um, though it will be um, interest. well it would be annoying for us predictions wise if it doesn't go ahead um, then it's Newcastle Leicester at St James's Park um, it's got the potential to be one of the better games this weekend if Newcastle are as open as they were yesterday then potentially but I'd be surprised yeah I expect a more hard fought game for uh, Brendan Rodgers' side visiting Um, it will be uh, definitely I think one of the good games this weekend and then uh, to round off on Sunday is obviously Chelsea Man City um as far as I'm aware, obviously Tom recording the game still going ahead, though things could change between now and Sunday evening. Like they could suddenly say they had five positive tests. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, here's a question for you. If I know it's early and City have got games in hand, but are they City well and truly out of the title race if they lose this? Yep. Okay. And that's if, it. We're saying Tottenham then, and Chelsea are out, but you have to put them in the same category. Okay. And on the reverse, there was talk. Anyone lower than if you can say is yeah, at the start of race. <laughs> you, you can't and say then, we're not. We're two games in hand. Yeah, but City have also got two games in hand and are on the same points as you. That I wasn't aware of. Yes. Literally, fifth down if they lose to this, yeah, I don't think they get near. Okay, that's about to say fifth down to ninth. Well, Liverpool would have to almost bottle job this. Yeah. Um, there's obviously talk about Frank Lampard's future because um, of their results this week, um, losing to Arsenal and drawing to Aston Villa, that um, he could potentially be out. Could this be the final nail in the coffin, do you think, if depends they lose on, this? That depends on the scoreline, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's 
Don't think it's too soon either way. Yeah, I, I think he lasts. If he's to get the sack this season, I think it'll be Easter or the end of the season. He'll go. No, it'll be February. You at think? the latest. At the latest. It's Roman Abramovich. Um, you might have the name that... January. No, January. July. <laughs> Why are you talking about July? The whole pre-season will be starting then. Not um, for him. <laughs> yeah. um, German newspaper Bild were reporting that if Frank Lampard does lose his job, then Thomas Tuchel, formerly of PSG, obviously now a free man, uh, he could take over at the bridge. I, I just, I, for me, I don't see that working. It just screams Villiers Boas Mark too, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it's one of them where half a season and I think he'd be gone. Mm. Not they they wouldn't like how he does things. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it'd be right. Um and the final game to wrap up this weekend uh, is Southampton versus Liverpool, uh on Monday evening from St Mary's. Um it's usually, I feel like it's usually a decent game, that one, in the past, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's more a wins needed more for Liverpool. Yeah, especially if United beat Aston Villa on Friday. I think Liverpool 100% need the win more then than what uh, Rafael Neutral side is. Though we don't know... Though it's unlike... Oh, no, he won't be on the sideline, will he? Ralph Aston has oh, so to late. After a member of his household tested positive. Um, Alright, that's all the games looked at. Um, right. On to so we've, been, we've been going your... for about half an hour. An hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, just before we wrap up, we've got your segment of Did You See That? There was, I think, I think it was when Arsenal were beating Chelsea. It was terms that you just send you just the clip of Jermaine Genus going, something weird is happening. So we both have one each this week. Um, what was your one for this week? Uh, I've got to put the story again. It's happened in non-league. I believe it was on the 28th of December. It, that involved... was Monday. Yeah, if you're counting the days, crossed. <laughs> It's happened in a game between Odeby Town and Leicester Nirvana. Great team names there for the non league. I don't know any Nirvana, Nirvana songs to make a joke. Um, just the watch, the obvious one. Like, may, no, maybe no. it smelled like Teen Spirit. No, you can't just say it. You can't. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't work. Um... But, so, the game was abandoned in the 78th minute. Do you want to make any predictions of why that was? I think I did actually see this story. If it did go around. 
This is the story I'm thinking of. Is it the one where a dog ran onto the pitch and then the owner of the dog refused to take it off? Uh, Sasha ran on the pitch. Referee abandoned it. I'm trying to read the rest of it. I think, yeah, what you said. Not the owners couldn't control it. Uh, He wasn't even there watching the game. He's walking past and he just... I just don't understand that at all. Why on earth would you... Yeah, I mean, if that isn't peak non-league football, then I don't know what is. It, I say it's non-league football, but it's like century. It's very, very low non-league football. Yeah, it's still non-league football, either way. See your one. Uh, my story was, um, I got sent this story the other day from uh, my brother, actually, so I'll thank him for this. Um, so, in 2012, journalist Tiago Rec was the only supporter in the Santa Cruz home match against Gromeo and his team lost 4-1. A few years later, he got a job at his favourite club and in 2018, he became the president of Santa Cruz. And on Friday, just gone, so Christmas Day, Santa Cruz won the state championship and made it into the Brazilian Cup for the first time in 107 years. And uh, there's a picture to go with it and it's an amazing photo. Um, there's one of him in 2012 oh, yeah, as the fan in the game, and then the other photo is him in the exact uh, in a seat in the stand with the trophy. Wow! Which, if that isn't an incredible story, then I don't know what is. I mean, yeah, absolutely uh, brilliant. Um, right, before we finish, we'll have our Premier League team of the year. Oh, this is going to cause issues. <laughs> okay, so in goal, I've gone with Alisson. Uh, I've gone Emiliano Martin. No, no, I've gone Alisson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just doing it a basic 4-4-2, just because it's the well, easiest thing to do. Considering how well Martinez did with Arsenal, he, you could put him in there as contender. Yeah. But yeah, it has to be Alisson. Um, right back. I've gone with uh, little old Trent. Yeah, he kind of has to be, didn't it? Yeah. Um, centre backs is uh, the most, well, the one centre back is the most controversial talking point um, between us. I've gone with uh, Virgil van Dijk as the one and Harry yep. Maguire as the other. Do you want to repeat that? Harry Maguire. I mean, Harry fucking Maguire. What? I mean, he said um, mistakes, but if you try, I've compared him to um, a lot of other defenders from last season and so far this season, and he's actually statistically one of the best defenders outside of Virgil van Dijk in the Premier League, and he's the only player to play every game this year. Like he's played every and every minute of every game this year. He's played the most minutes in football. In the world professionally, that's um, stats counted for. No one has played a minute more than him this year. Give him a marathon medal then. He's not the best player at <laughs> centre back this team of the year. For me, I granted, I don't. I think it's very debatable who the second centre back is in the yeah. team of the year. There's a few options. I went with Connor Cody. I think what for me though, Cody had a great year last season, but I don't think he's lived up to it this season. Wolves for me. But you could sign up with most centre-backs. Yeah, and that's why, for me, 
I think Maguire just gets it. It's it's close between him, Cody, and um, maybe Esri Conta of Villa, who's had a good year or the last few. But I think it's hard. Um, left back, I've gone with Andy Robertson. Mm, yep. Uh, midfield, so it's going to cause issues. On the left, I've gone with Sadio Mane. No, no, no! You've been silly now. You, you, you can't put Mane in centre mid. No, he's left mid, like left winger. Left oh, mid. You, you, you saw, I'm playing a four-four-two. Uh, wow! No, you're not playing centre mid. Well, I was going to say, like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I, 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 I keep it standard football. Well, okay. So my left mid that's is why, Sadio that's Mane. That's why it sounded like what was. <laughs> So you're no, and then uh, your right mid again? Yeah, uh, Min Son. Oh, does he play right mid? <laughs> well, he is in this fucking team. He's playing oh, right mid. I mean, oh god, it's I not can, based on. I can go with both. Yeah, but now we'll go for who are your centre mids? Centre mids: Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes. For me, Fernandes. Fernandez walks into that team, though. Yeah, yeah, he's done it just enough for me. Just? So, you want my free? Come on, then. Who's your midfield so, free? In the, in the CDM, Jordan Henderson. Oh, fuck off. Piss off. By the year, he's in there. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, it's getting very violent. Because <laughs> uh, then Bruno Fernandez is in. Okay. And Jack Grealish has to be in there. I'm sorry, he does. I think for me, it's a toss up between De Bruyne and Fernandez. Um, not Fernandez. De Bruyne and Grealish. I don't think Grealish has done enough this season. No, Grealish has done more than De Bruyne this season. If we went back on last season, yes, De Bruyne. Yeah, Grealish I, has I done think... more just to add himself in that mix. I think it's because it's not just De Bruyne that's been poor. It's been Man no City that's no been poor. And uh, that's why I don't think of De Bruyne as much this season compared to what uh, Grealish and Villa are doing. But if, I think if you think of... Mm, yeah. But yeah, I think it's very close between them two. And then um, who have you gone for your forward? My front three. For your forward, yeah. Most of Mm-hmm. Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Um, son on the left. Yeah, my forward two are Harry Kane and Mo Salah. Mane's not in my team. And then special mention to Marcus Rashford for uh, carrying England, not just Manchester United, but carrying the whole country on his back this year. Feed the kids. Um, who, who would you Ma- say your manager was then? I was going to ask that you go first. I actually haven't. I couldn't think of one. You couldn't think of one. Who you gone for? Dave Smith. For the whole of 2020. Look at what we've done this year. Just about stayed up, wrongly. So if Chris Wald is getting talked about as a potential manager of the year, but oh, like last okay. season, you have to put Dave Smith in the same sort of category. Okay, fair enough. The job he's done is fantastic, and he isn't getting the respect he deserves. Mm, so he's your 2020 manager of the year? In the job that he's done, yes, but I guess realistically, it's Jurgen Klopp, is it? Yeah. 
I'm trying to. Still I'm don't trying, know how. I'm just trying to shoot that. That's all. Mm-hmm. We'll allow you to have it. Don't with know how he's getting. Respect to my team. Yeah, I don't know how he got um, the UEFA Manager of the Year though, Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, I can see why. Nope. I know you don't, but it, I'd see. It. Compared to what Hansi Flick did. I know. Are you serious. I know, mm. but they'll look at you know first half of thirty years. They look at the honours more than the actual. He won five trophies I know, in his yeah, first. I know, I know. I get what you're saying, but Born. I don't like agree with you. But it's with it. it took you thirty years. It's not his. It's not Jurgen Klopp's. Well, it took Liverpool thirty years. He was only there for all five of them. I know, but it was one of the best the overall seasons of a team as well. Uh, which goes to yeah. they don't. That's what they look at. It's I know. Ridiculous. Right. So that is all we have. Um, we'll be back uh, the start of next week uh, in we'll the new next year. year. <laughs> is this going out today? No, it's going out for New Year's Day, just before then, your games. So. I was about to say, so it'll be pointless saying we'll be back next year. I mean, for us, it will be next year, but for the listeners, it might be as it, it will be 2021 when they're listening to it. So saying we'll be back next year and making it sound like we won't be back until 2022. Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a better 2021. Um, we've got a lot to look forward to. We've got the Euros in England. Um, hopefully, fans will be able to attend it. This year. Oh yeah, I mean, anything will be better. Uh, having fans in stadiums by the end of the season will make next season better. But barring results of the game, certain game tomorrow. I may have a special article in mind. Ooh. But a, a certain result would have to happen first before it... I think you mean Aston Villa winning? Yeah, potentially. Potential... Like, do I say the title that I have in mind or just not? No, don't tease us. Just leave us with that little thread that you've given us. Um, obviously, It'll be one so of Long's great pictures if you don't win. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week when uh, we'll review this weekend's games and we'll also have an extra show out next week where uh, as the January window opens on the 2nd, uh, we will have a look forward uh, in that show. It will just be based solely on transfers. Uh, so we will look at any of the rumours and any early deals that have happened or could happen. Uh, we've also done an article on... Uh, what each Premier League club needs to do to strengthen. So head over to our website or check our tweets out. Uh, it's on there. And that is it. Hope you had a or have a great new year. Uh, until next week, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Brad. Enjoy the rest of this shitty year. <laughs> well, they won't because it will be past, but yes. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.